Today on City Cash Chicago, the city is rightfully heartbroken and angered after the release of the body cam footage of police shooting and killing 13-year-old Adam Toledo. And we've talked about the tragedy all week with you by first taking you to his little village neighborhood, hearing how his family is trying to heal and updates on the narrative city and police leaders are trying to tell about the Latino boy killed by police. But we're not gonna talk about it today. We're gonna talk about what most 13 year olds and their parents should be talking about. School and going back to the classrooms to see friends and teachers and whether or not legislators and unions and the city We'll do what's right for students as they head back. We're not going to talk about the video. And honestly, I don't think that I really can. Today is Friday, April 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. Do you remember Gina Ramirez? You heard from her here last week. You see, Gina lives in the East Side neighborhood and has been trying to keep the General Iron Metal Scrapper out of her neighborhood. The area is heavy already with industry and pollution, and activists filed a federal lawsuit to stop General Iron from operating, saying it violated the neighborhood's primarily Latino residents' civil rights. But despite the community efforts, U.S. District Court Judge Mary Rowland ruled that she would not block a permit from General Iron moving in. Uh, check out our episode, The Sights and Smell of the Southeast Side, where Gina welcomed us for a little tour of the area. Uh, some good news to get you through. I know that puppies and kittens are extremely adorable. Trust me, I do. But we have to remember that adult animals need love too, y'all. That's why Paul Chicago is hosting its Don't Forget Me virtual adoption event. Waiving fees for select adult dogs and cats starting today through Saturday, April 24th. If your plan is to adopt a dog or cat and take it back next week, maybe sit this one out. But if you are looking to add a new member to your family, Check out our daily newsletter for more info. And if you still sleeping on the CityCast Chicago newsletter, sign up at citycast.fm slash Chicago and let our writer and editor Sydney Madden wake you up. Coming up, we talk to two education reporters about the power struggle in Chicago public schools. High school students at Chicago public schools are going back to class on Monday after a year. Well, about 37% are, because that's how many are choosing to return to in-person learning. And there will be teachers there. That's after the teachers union and the district reached an agreement yesterday on what teachers need to feel safe back in the classroom. But that's not the only news that's been boiling up between CTU and CPS. I sat down with Sarah Karp, the education reporter at WBEZ, and Samantha Smiley from Chalkbeat. Uh, Sarah says there were a few motivations for the union while negotiating these past few weeks. The school district is about to get 
a huge influx of money from the federal government to the tune of about $1.7, $1.8 billion. Part of what's going on is that I do think that the teachers union is trying to position itself to make sure that it has more than a seat at the table in deciding how those funds are spent. The other thing is just a lot of logistical issues that have to do with teachers coming back into schools during the pandemic, and especially high schools, which are very complex institutions, where you have kids that have a whole bunch of different schedules, where people are very doubtful that, you know, kids will keep their distance from each other, (laughs) you know. And, you know, the, the teachers union, their number one thing that they are you know, charged with doing is protecting their members. And so they also see themselves as protectors of students. And I think that the the union is saying like, hey, we got to make sure the kids are protected in this. Samantha, I want to bring you in here because this week, you know, we heard that there's an increased push for an elected school board in Chicago Uh, Can you give me a rundown of some of those proposals taking place in Springfield? Political and Crane Chicago Business reported earlier this week that Mayor Lloyd Lightfoot has partnered with Senate Majority Leader Kim Lightford. They came together to create a proposal that would include, you know, a board with elected and appointed members. This is completely opposite from what has been proposed in the past and what's currently up, um, which is Senator Mark Wick's bill that is a fully elected school board bill. And it will be a 21-person board with one president. Sarah, I want to bring you back in here. You know, CTU has made it known that they're in support of an elected board. What's the ultimate goal of creating an elected school board and how will that, if at all, help students and families? That's sort of a huge question mark. I think that with the teachers union and a lot of grassroots groups in Chicago, the real push for an elected school board came, um, a fully elected school board came in 2008, 2009, into like the, the 2010s. And part of it was that the school district was closing a ton of schools in um, on mostly the south and west sides. And a lot of people felt very disenfranchised. Like they, they would go to the board of education and scream and shout about why are you closing schools in our neighborhoods the board of education would basically sit there and sort of nod their head (laughs) there were a couple of years when i you know barely heard anybody on the school board speak (laughs) during the board they would just sit there and so i i think there just became this real frustration among people and people saying like hey we need some democracy here. We need some way to elect people that represent our interests. I mean, most places around the country, people elect their school boards. And I think people are questioning, like, why not here? Why can't we have a say? But Samantha, I wanted to come back to you with that same question. You have some experience in CPS. You know, how do you feel the elected school board debate has gone? And do you expect, you know, one of these models to hold over the next couple of months? My brain started rushing with so many answers because I was born and raised in Inglewood, same as my father. Um, And I was going to school when the 50 schools Mm -hmm. were closed. John Hope College Prep is my alma mater. Um, That was one of the four uh, Inglewood schools that were closed uh, a couple years back. Um, And I did sit through those board meetings as a reporter and listening to parents and students crying over like, 
the closure of Harper, of Robeson, of Hope. And they only had two minutes to talk. And what can you really say? And how much can you express your grief within two minutes? I think a lot of people forget that schools, for a lot of people, is, is a community space. Are you saying that an elected school board may give maybe more say-so to the community and how these closures, how these reorganizations in neighborhoods take place moving forward? Maybe. Um, I think it depends Hmm. on who um, actually can get on the board, right? Because if it's somebody from communities who can raise like millions of dollars to run a race, then, you know, sometimes those people are disconnected Mm -hmm. from um, the communities who are impacted by like closures. Stay with us. We're back in just a minute with more on an elected school board. While CityCast Chicago isn't accepting ads just yet, we still wanted to shout out some of our favorite places across the city. And that includes Virtue Restaurant on the South Side. Chef Eric Williams is serving up some good Southern home cooking right here from Hyde Park. Located at East 53rd and South Harper, Virtue Restaurant is committed to social justice and serving up hospitality in addition to good food. If you find yourself in Hyde Park, stop in and tell them City Cash Chicago sent you. I mean, <laughs> for fun, right? Elections. Elected school boards are not the most attended elections, right? They, they have some of the lowest turnout rates. What are potential drawbacks of an elected school board in Chicago. If people are at large, if they're elected citywide, then you'll need more money. You'll need things like commercials or billboards or things like that. If it's a small enough area, you know, maybe you can, you know, go to community centers and churches and grocery stores and knock on doors and and have an effective campaign. However, you know, if if it's a hybrid board where the mayor maintains control of it, well, it doesn't represent special interests. It represents the interests of one person. High school students are back in class on Monday. Uh, what are you watching for? How it goes. Because I think whatever happens this spring will have a big bearing on what happens this fall. I also think um, the summer is going to be a big deal. One thing that I've been hearing is that both the school district and the union are scared that the enrollment is going to drop significantly. It already dropped this year significantly and that it's going to drop even more next year. And I think that over the summer, people are going to really be trying to try to convince people to stay in the city, stay in the system. Well, thank you both so much. Again, I had the great opportunity to speak with Sarah Karp, the education reporter at WBEZ, and Samantha Smiley, who talks state education for Chalk B Chicago. I appreciate y'all breaking down an extremely complex and ongoing conversation with me. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Have a good day. It's been an extremely heavy week. It's been sad and hard. I spent Sunday walking around the exact location that Adam Toledo took his last breath. Like many of you, I am tired with this city. 
but Chicago is my home and I know that there is joy here for us. That there is more than the heartbreak and the headlines we've taken over this week. And so I want joy for you before I let you go. All of us here at CityCast Chicago want that for you as well. That's why we make something that tells the story of Chicago and its people every single day. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So we're going into this weekend with some good that we love about this fucking city. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, tell me, what do you love about Chicago? The skyline when going north on the Dan Ryan. Producer Simone Alisea, how about you? The L. Just the sounds and the sights and the places and the people. And of course, our fantastic newsletter writer and editor, Sydney Madden. What do you love about Shy City? One thing I love about Chicago is all the noise and specifically the Bucket Boys drumming. When I hear it, it, it just sounds like home. And me. I love that knowing a group of strangers are going to come together and demand that this city be better for all of us. That's our show for Friday, April 16th. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.